It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 21 of Emily Climbs by Lucy Maud Montgomery. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nancy Halper, Summit, New Jersey. Chapter 21. Thicker Than Water Emily did not sleep until nearly morning. The storm had ceased, and the landscape around the old John house had a spectral look in the light of the sinking moon when she finally drifted into slumber, with a delightful sense of accomplishment, for she had finished thinking out her story. Nothing remained now except to jot its outlines down in her jimmy book. She would not feel safe until she had them in black and white. She would not try to write it yet. Oh, not for years. She must wait until time and experience had made of her pen an instrument capable of doing justice to her conception. For it is one thing to pursue an idea through an ecstatic night, and quite another to get it down on paper in a manner that will reproduce a tenth of its original charm and significance. Emily was wakened by Ilsa, who was sitting on the side of her bed looking rather pale and seedy, but with amber eyes full of unconquerable laughter. "'Well, I've slept off my debauch, Emily Starr, and my tummy's all right this morning. Malcolm's whiskey did settle it, though I think the remedy is worse than the disease. I suppose you wondered why I wouldn't talk last night.' "'I thought you were too drunk to talk,' said Emily candidly. Ilsa giggled. "'I was too drunk not to talk. "'When I got to that sofa, Emily, my giddiness passed off and I wanted to talk. "'Oh, golly, but I wanted to talk. "'And I wanted to say the silliest things and tell everything I ever knew or thought. "'I'd just enough sense left to know I mustn't say those things, "'or I'd make a fool of myself forever. "'And I felt that if I said one word... It would be like taking a cork out of a bottle. Everything would gurgle out. So I just buttoned my mouth up and wouldn't say the one word. It gives me a chill to think of the things I could have said. And before Perry. You'll never catch your little Ilsa going on a spree again. I'm a reformed character from this day forth. What I can't understand, said Emily, is how such a small dose of anything could have turned your head like that. "'Oh, well, you know, Mother was a Mitchell. "'It's a notorious fact that the Mitchells can't take a teaspoonful of booze without toppling. "'It's one of their family kinks. "'Well, rise up, my love, my fair one. "'The boys are getting a fire on, and Perry says we can dope up a fair meal "'from the pork and beans and crackers. "'I'm hungry enough to eat the cans.' "'It was while Emily was rummaging in the pantry in search of some salt "'that she made a great discovery.' 
far back on the top shelf was a pile of dusty old books, dating back probably to the days of John and Elmira Shaw. Old mildew diaries, almanacs, account books. Emily knocked the pile down, and when she was picking it up, discovered that one of the books was an old scrapbook. A loose leaf had fallen out of it. As Emily replaced it, her eyes fell on the title of a poem pasted on it. She caught it up, her breath coming quickly. A Legend of Abigwite, the poem with which Evelyn had won the prize. Here it was, in this old, yellowed scrapbook of twenty years' vintage, word for word, except that Evelyn had cut out two verses to shorten it to the required length. And the two best verses in it, thought Emily contemptuously, how like Evelyn. She has simply no literary judgment. Emily replaced the books on the shelf, but she slipped the loose leaf into her pocket and ate her share of breakfast very absently. By this time, men were on the roads breaking out the tracks. Perry and Teddy found a shovel in the barn and soon had a way open to the road. They got home finally, after a slow but uneventful drive, to find the New Moon folks rather anxious as to their fate and mildly horrified to learn that they had had to spend the night in the old John house. "'You might have caught your deaths of cold,' said Elizabeth severely. "'Well, it was Hobson's choice.' It was that or freeze to death in the drifts, said Emily, and nothing more was said about the matter. Since they had got home safe and nobody had caught cold, what more was there to say? That was the new moon way of looking at it. The Shrewsbury way was somewhat different, but the Shrewsbury way did not become apparent immediately. The whole story was over Shrewsbury by Monday night. Ilsa told it in school and described her drunken orgy with great spirit and vivacity, amid shrieks of laughter from her classmates. Emily, who had called for the first time on Evelyn Blake that evening, found Evelyn looking quite well pleased over something. "'Can't you stop Ilsa from telling that story, my dear?' "'What story?' "'Why, about getting drunk last Friday night, "'the night you and she spent with Teddy Kent and Perry Miller "'in that old house up at Derry Pond,' said Evelyn smoothly. "'Emily suddenly flushed. "'There was something in Evelyn's tone. "'The innocent fact seemed all at once "'to take on shades of a sinister significance. "'Was Evelyn being deliberately insolent? "'I don't know why she shouldn't tell the story,' "'said Emily coldly. It was a good joke on her. "'But you know how people will talk,' said Evelyn gently. "'It's all rather unfortunate. "'Of course, you couldn't help being caught in the storm, I suppose. "'But Ilsa will only make matters worse. "'She is so indiscreet. "'Haven't you any influence over her, Emily?' "'I didn't come here to discuss that,' said Emily bluntly. "'I came to show you something I found in the old John house.' She held out the leaf of the scrapbook. Evelyn looked at it blankly for a moment. Then her face turned a curious mottled purple. She made an involuntary movement as if to snatch the paper, but Emily quickly drew it back. Their eyes met. In that moment, Emily felt that the score between them was at last even. She waited for Evelyn to speak. After a moment, Evelyn did speak, sullenly. "'Well, what are you going to do about it?' "'I haven't decided yet,' said Emily. 
Evelyn's long, brown, treacherous eyes swept up to Emily's face with a crafty, seeking expression. "'I suppose you mean to take it to Dr. Hardy and disgrace me before the school?' "'Well, you deserve it, don't you?' said Emily, judicially. "'I—I I wanted to win that prize because Father promised me a trip to Vancouver next summer if I won it,' muttered Evelyn, suddenly crumpling. "'I—' I was crazy to go. Oh, don't betray me, Emily. Father will be furious. I, I'll give you the Parkman set. I'll do anything, only don't... Evelyn began to cry. Emily didn't like the sight. I don't want your Parkman, she said contemptuously. But there is one thing you must do. You will confess to Aunt Ruth that it was you who drew that mustache on my face the day of the English exam, and not Ilsa. Evelyn wiped away her tears and swallowed something. "'That was only a joke,' she sobbed. "'It was no joke to lie about it,' said Emily sternly. "'You're so, so... blunt.' Evelyn looked for a dry spot on her handkerchief and found one. "'It was all a joke. I just ran back from the shop to do it. I thought, of course, you'd look in the glass when you got up. I didn't suppose you'd go to class like that.' and I didn't know your aunt took it so seriously. Of course, I'll tell her, if you'll, if you'll... Write it out and sign it, said Emily remorselessly. Evelyn wrote it out and signed it. You'll give me that, she pleaded, with an entreating gesture toward the scrapbook leaf. Oh, no, I'll keep this, said Emily. And what assurance have I that you won't tell some day, after all? sniffed Evelyn. "'You have the word of a star,' said Emily loftily. She went out with a smile.